Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. It is so fucking hot in my house right now. I swear to God, the devil is in the corner torturing some poor soul. It is hot. fucked up. So, welcome to the show then, I guess. <laughs> it's hot as fuck. That's a good intro. Uh, welcome to Drop Me Gaming, episode 41. Most of our listeners are freezing in England. <laughs> Game of the Year episode. Yay! 2012 is nearly over. We're recording on the 20th of December, so if you're listening to this, the world hasn't fucking ended tomorrow. <laughs> Congratulations, you survived. Man, that you made it. sounded fucked up. I think you, just by saying that, you broke the time, like, space continuum. Because oh. it just sounded weird. <laughs> if you're listening to this, then the world didn't end tomorrow. That's fucked up. This is a message from the past. <laughs> <laughs> You've woken up in Hangar, what is it, 52, 54? Don't worry oh. about it. I don't know what you're talking about. Studio 54 was a nightclub. Yeah. Studio. <laughs> I, woke, I woke up there next to Mike Myers. <laughs> John Travolta's trying to get you to give him a massage. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> so, right. I'm Matt. I'm your uh, faithful host, Matt. And I'm joined <laughs> by the co- the comedy stylings of Lucas. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> that. So, uh, what? Hi. You're... Hmm? No. <laughs> Sometimes I'm... But other times... So, anyway, who else have we got here? <laughs> oh, we have Tim. <laughs> Howdy. Uh, the, the, oh, fuck. The face of reason. I need words. The intellect of the show. That's a good one. What? Smoking mirror. Okay. You're the intellect. And his better half, Susie. Yeah, my better half. Hello. Susie. <laughs> How are you guys? <laughs> we can say hello like normal people. Yeah. I can't. I normally look at people and go, boom, shalagalaga. And they're like, wow, this dude's freaky. And they leave. Sometimes I surprise myself with the shit I say, actually. So let's move on. Um, uh, we're going to talk about games that came out this year because 2012, I think I mentioned 2012 is nearly over. And we, you know, we played a lot of good games this year. Not as many as last year, I don't think. But those are still good ones. Uh, agree? Disagree? <laughs> Discuss. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm happy with my gaming this year. Uh, pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, there was a good spread across most of the uh, platforms as well, which is good. And some new platforms too. Oh, yeah, the Wii U came out. That was the thing that happened. And the Vita came out. Yeah. And I think there might have been a new... And the PlayStation 2 came out in Brazil. Uh, I think it was already <laughs> out in Brazil. Yeah, it came out last Brazil, year, didn't it? One game that came out this year was Papo and Yo. Oh, hell yeah. Segway. <laughs> Should we, Should we wow, go? It was so good we all missed so, it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we have games to talk about. There's a lot and we can't decide which one we think is going to be, it deserves to be called Game of the Year. So we just decided that none of them were Game of the Year and all of them were Game of the Year. It's a paradox. So Game of the Year is Slender Man or Slender. <laughs> so that is... <laughs> If you don't is like, that the stuff, is that the stuff you have in coffee instead of sugar? Yeah, it tastes like sugar because it's made from sugar. 
Oh no, it's Splendor. They're almost equal. Sorry. I thought, was... <laughs> I, I thought it was Slender, but it's actually Splendor. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah, that's, the, uh, that's the game where some really skinny dude walks after you the whole time and he's got like you know, really bad um, cancers and shit. No, so, that's the game where you have to. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't Splenda give you cancer? You wake oh, up no, right. in the morning and you go into the kitchen to make a coffee, but all the lights are off because it's too early for you to turn a light on, and then you have to try and make a coffee, and then you accidentally pick up the wrong sweetener. No, you accidentally put bicarbonate of soda in your coffee, oh, and yeah. then you throw up. Good well, morning. You, pick up, you just pick up the wrong coffee, and you use decaf instead of regular. You use international yeah. roast. You'd have to shoot yourself. In your espresso machine. <laughs> Which actually, surprisingly enough, tastes very much like the Woolworths coffees. You know, they've got their own coffee machine. That shit is wrong. Dude, you're you're brave. (laughs) That's like buying one dollar coffees from 7-Eleven. Oh, jeez, they're bad. Brosives. Just to mix it up, I say we ask Susie what she's been playing because I reckon she's been playing the most interesting game out of all of us this week. Oh, yeah. Susie, what have you been playing? Um, yeah, what I are you think... playing at? <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um... <laughs> Susie's slightly sick this week, so. <laughs> I think but more importantly than what I've been playing, it's what I've been playing with. And oh. I got my Christmas present early from someone yeah, on this podcast. <laughs> I've had glandular fever twice, actually. Oh. Um, the kissing <laughs> disease. It is. Uh... <laughs> um... <Yeah>, kisser. <laughs> I got the uh, Turtle Beach Call of Duty Tangos as my early Christmas present, and they are fucking fantastic. Are they the 9mm earbud ones, or are they the cans? They're cans. Okay. Um, Sorry, I've seen the 9mm like, little ones, and I don't understand why you'd use those. No. Anyway. <laughs> um, they're pretty good, because I was using X41s beforehand. Which were good themselves. They were pretty good. I've had them for about two, three years now. And um, with the Tangos, um, they're compatible both Xbox and PlayStation uh, or anything with Bluetooth. So I've actually paired it with my mobile. That's awesome. Yeah, and I tested it the other day and I was playing... I was playing a game online. My phone rang. I was still able to answer it. Not, none of the volume of the, the game got through the call and had a phone call, ended it, kept playing, and it didn't cut out or anything like that. Uh, cut out your in-game chat? No, yeah. nothing. Oh, no, it cut so out my in-game weren't... chat, but none of the sound of the gaming was there. In fact, I was a bit, probably a bit subconscious that um, the gunfire might have gotten out somehow and it was actually a nurse ringing me and I was a bit, I was a bit paranoid and where are you I'm in Sarajevo <laughs> I'm on a boat I'm always getting the bloody hijacked map on bloody Call of Duty <laughs> but um no it was I thought it was really excellent that it actually managed to to allow a call to come through while I was playing um so it's really good it's Compatible with both consoles. Um, the other awesome fact is that it's rechargeable. It's got a charge lead, so I don't actually have to keep buying batteries anymore, um, at least for my headset, as I keep telling Tim anyway. Um, we'll let that one slide, kids. There we go. Um, 
Um, oh, as no, actually, that's what you said to me with about the rechargeable. You said you, that I could now buy batteries for other things now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's appropriate. That's, that's appropriate. Oh, <laughs> um, NC17 so this episode. Yeah. It's, it's almost rated R. I was about to say that our new fan that we bought actually has a remote control. Everything has a bloody remote control in this house. Yeah, I meant yeah. remotes. That's what I meant. Like, yeah. seriously, I don't know what well, like you people were thinking. I don't know what she was talking about except for a month. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> adults should not, kids should not be allowed to use remote controls because they're children. Yeah, they should have to get up and walk to the TV, lazy bastards. They should watch what we tell them to watch <laughs> and go to fucking bed with no dinner. Wow. <laughs> this is why I'm a father. Oh, wait. Um... <laughs> yeah, no, by the way, R18 Plus update, since we're on the topic, um, apparently Queensland is um, not legislating it straight away, so we're not going to have R18 rating from January 1st. <clears throat> there are so many opportunities for jokes about Queenslanders there, but I don't roll that way, so you know, I, I love all my brothers and sisters. Except for the <laughs> idiot Queenslanders. That's what I say on air, folks. Get what you voted for. Um. <laughs> Campbell Newman's an ass hat. News interruption finished, so carry on. So they're actually really cool, and they've got the they've already got the preset in it for, um, I guess, the best gaming experience of them, and it's actually pretty good. Um, in comparison to like the X forty ones were always quite awesome, but. Yeah, the, I don't know what it is. The technology and the tangos is, is fantastic. They're, they're Im- fairly g- improved on the X5. Like the X5 was a premium headset and someone gave me a set for my birthday a year ago, I think, or a couple of years ago. But um, so, yeah, so it's got the same size drivers. Uh, as When I say driver, we, we're talking about speaker, like the actual speaker cone. Um, so they're, they're large, but they're probably a higher quality. They... They sound uh, better than the X5s, and um, they've actually got the vinyl um, ear cup cushion covering, and it actually isolates a fair amount of sound, whereas the X5s, my ones, have only got mesh, so you still get a lot of outside sound. So they're very impressive. Yeah. Super comfortable, very large. Noise, noise cancelling, comfortable. Um, the other thing, too, is it's got the uh, little clip-on for the wireless chat on your Xbox controller. So you don't actually have the audio lead bouncing around the place. Oh, good. Which I do. Mm. So, yeah, I'm tethered. Yeah. So it's it's pretty decent. Um, and the life out of them between charges is pretty good. Um, probably a nice little gimmicky feature of it, and I tried it on a friend during party chat the other day, um, is it's got voice modification. <laughs> so in one of the chat presets got a really it, like the pitch is so high that it sounds like I've been sucking helium balloons um, <laughs> as, which is quite funny and the next preset the pitch goes right down and I actually sound like a bloke oh, I, I love it it's hours of entertainment she just talks in party chat and I just crack up I, I just think it's hilarious <laughs> simple things folks <laughs> and I, I even rang my mum with the high high pitch and at first, she like, I, 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 I pre-warned her anyway. I told her that was, it was a feature on them. And then I rang her back five minutes later with it turned on and, and she 
first she was a bit confused, but when she realised it was me and could understand what I was saying, she thought it was pretty funny. So, yeah. <laughs> Headphones. Yep. They actually go pretty well with the uh, the Alienware um, laptop. That's good fun. Yeah. The Alienware sent us a, um, a laptop long ago. Um, it was the M M fourteen X or X four yeah. X M fourteen or fourteen. Yeah, it was good. It was a really powerful little fourteen inch laptop, but fucking heavy. It was about five kilos, something like that. Five Lug- kilos. Lugging it around was Ooh. pretty difficult. Yeah, it was pretty massive. So other than your headset, Sue. But it was powerful. Oh, sorry. Sorry. No, no, no. Sorry. sorry. And it had Bluetooth in it, so you could just do it with that, and there's all your bloody steam images. <laughs> um, the Elliot is... <laughs> um, Did I just coin a new phrase? I think, I think you'll find it's three kilos, not five kilos, but no, that's man. okay. No, not for me. <laughs> I had a sandwich on top of it. You have really weak arms. <laughs> that was a big sandwich. Fucking awesome. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Fucking Jesus. All the fucking extras. <laughs> That's right. Susie, what, what, else you, what have you been playing with, um, you know, video games? <laughs> um, I, I have started playing Tropico 4, uh, which I've been getting many hours of delight from, um, playing as a dictator of a, a small little island that, well, it's probably like Cuba in a way, um, which, no, it's good. I like it. It's it's very, it's probably very different from other games I've played before um, and all the decisions that you make affect how your island is. To be perfectly honest, I, don't, I wouldn't like the top job unless it actually was a dictatorship and there was nothing anyone could do to complain about it. Um, <laughs> or you just give them a hug and then like you know, rub, rub your neck. Yeah, that's all right. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to make money on my exports on there and so I added a logging, um, I think it was like a, a logging mill or something like that and the environmentalists got upset with me so um, I couldn't keep them happy and then some reverend... The trees and, then, and then chop the trees down. <laughs> yeah. And then some reverend got upset with me because I didn't have enough churches. Um, That's super annoying. Like, sorry, dude, it's, you're, it's, a, you're a reverend. Just build some fucking churches. I'm trying to run a country here. It's a, it's a real balancing act with it. Um, and it was a bit difficult. Probably trying to get used to the, the rhythm of it. Um, I, it took, probably took me a while to get used to because I just wanted to make money and be done with it. But there's always something that stopped and workers would go on strike. But it really, it, it's pretty limitless as to what you can do. Um, and it's it's fairly good commentary on how politics have played out over the years. Um, it's very SimCity-like, but um, I guess it's SimCity if you are Fidel Castro. <laughs> so, <laughs> is, it like, is it like SimCity meets The Sims, kind of somewhere in the middle? So, yeah, I'd, say, I'd probably say it's fairly similar. You more you have to build everything. Um, you probably start a campaign with, say, three or four buildings and then everything else you have to do, you 
you pretty much have to build it. Building takes time. Um, putting farms and ranches in so that you've got you know food export and also food to feed people on there also takes time in the game. So, and you've got to pay your workers. And if you don't pay them enough, or if they feel that they're they're overworked, they'll go on strike. And if people don't want to pay, if you've set the rent too high. People will start building shacks and just building ugly little shacks that don't incur rent wherever they want. It's just a fire hazard. <laughs> and I was, the way the bulldozers. I was showing. Well, I keep demolishing them to try and give them an incentive <laughs> nice. to move into the apartment. Yeah. The best thing is if they're still in the shack, then you don't have to worry about them. No, it doesn't kill them. It doesn't with. kill them. Uh. But there's a few things that I can do. I can arrest anyone I want. Um, if I've got a prison, well, that's kind of facility, I can actually arrest anyone. Um, there will be negative impacts for it and how often I do it, but I can actually select a citizen and arrest them. I think if you pay enough money, you can do it stealthily. You can, yeah, you can. But it's very expensive. Like Guantanamo Bay, that shit. Um, there's a action called accident, and if you've got, <laughs> if you've got secret police... Nice. And three thousand dollars, they will silence that person without wow. any negative impact whatsoever. That is so good. <laughs> so it's kind of like the Vatican. So you're playing on the Xbox. And <laughs> yeah. It's also yeah. on PC. Yeah. Do you reckon it's worth getting on the Xbox over the PC? Because I'm really, really tempted to get it, and I don't want to wait until I have a new PC because you <laughs> make me want it. I don't bad. think. You need a, a beastie computer to run it. Um, it. It doesn't seem like the sort of game that would need uh, some sort of ridiculous no. amount of power and a video card or anything. Like the graphics, graphics-wise, they're not. You know, it's not like HD or anything like that. It's got a very SimCity look about it. Um, I think that's a strength. It's it's a little bit cartoony without being fully cell shaded. It's it's a bit cartoony and. I think it allows them to be frugal with the resources because there's actually a ton of math going on in the background, and I think that's where the robust programming is, you know. Mm. But I, I kind of felt I, – I do feel a bit of stress when I play it because it, there is just so much pressure from all different sides um, and even just the different variables that you can do. Like um, one of the – um, in the customs office, you can set one of the perks of your customs office so that your labelling system isn't very good, so that <laughs> the cost of gold, or if someone, one of your foreign traders asks gold, you can send them papayas but still charge them the cost of gold and 50% of that cost will go into your Swiss bank account. Shit, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, that is amazing. You can more or less play it to how you want to do, and um, it will give you a. You can, when you start the game, it will start a collection of avatars, so you can play as, say, Fidel Castro if you want to, and there will be certain traits in his character. Um, you can be Eva Peron. You can be so many. You can be Che Guevara. All these different characters, and they've all got their presets. But I've put my own custom one in, and it's pretty much non-religious, non-corruptible, and not um, 
not environmentally friendly, I guess. <laughs> so uh, you're, mostly, you're mostly good, but in future you, you might want to have an experiment with being Castro. <laughs> well, yeah, good to experiment it, but it's a bit frustrating, I guess, when your own personal beliefs um, can't always happen because of what the people want and... Yeah, you know, I guess that's where it's, I guess a democracy isn't always a good idea. <laughs> you know, I, I want some money, <laughs> and I, I want to export the lumber. <laughs> Stop getting upset, and I'm not building another bloody church. Damn hippies! And I, I made the bishops. Those the damn Christian hippies. They're the worst. In, I put the the wage for a bishop down to ten dollars, and they all quit their job. Yes. <laughs> so oh, what sort of faith is that? Just because they're not getting paid, they're like, nah, it's yeah, exactly. this. I don't care for the people. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to heaven. Fuck the rest of you. That's right. But if you've got like a population of 50% who are heavily religious and they believe that you're, you're a creation of the devil, um, which they did to me the other day, I had a message come up saying that, you know, a lot of a lot of population believes that you are the creation of the Antichrist, and they will assassinate. There was an assassination attempt or something, and I just wow. went, Are you "Fucking kidding me!" It's like, like a cult. settle down. <laughs> it's just drink the Kool Aid and relax. I just built lots of pubs and restaurants <laughs> for them, and control the people by have, giving them alcoholism. That's what I try to do. So, look, I really, I really enjoy it. Um, it's, it's pretty versatile and it's fairly interesting as well. Mm. Um, Definitely sounds yeah, like something worth picking up. Yeah, KGB background. I put, I put that into it. So, <laughs> probably one of the things I liked about it is in the loading screen of it, they come up with little quotes from famous historical figures over the years, mm. and. Um, I, I really quite like reading what a lot of people have said, and it's more or less about politicians and uh, how democracy is. And, and you see, um, uh, even today, it came up with a quote from Silvio Berlusconi, and I just thought, oh, God, you know. <laughs> Topical. He's making a comeback. So, um, but, you know, Abraham Lincoln, JFK, uh, Castro, um, I love the quote on there that, you know, if there was a. If there was an Olympic sport for most assassination attempts, I'd get the gold. And that was Fidel Castro saying that. So, yeah, cute, cute little... I thought, I thought Stalin's was really good. One of his, I think it was him. Um, and the quote was, who the people will vote for is totally unimportant. More important than that is who will count the votes and how. Yeah, that was, yeah. yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of nice, nice little quotes that are fairly interesting. Um, you know, it's a fairly real event. It's very, there's it, a lot of commentary on on the political stance of things and you can pretty much try and do whatever you want. Um, if the people won't destroy it for you, then, a, you know, a natural disaster probably will as well. So I got it on the cheap for 20 bucks when it was reduced on Games on Demand. So I don't regret that purchase at all. So Excellent. Bit of a nice change. So, yeah. Maddie's come through with the actual uh, quote. It is, it is enough that the people know that there was an election. The people who cast the votes decide nothing. The people who count the votes decide everything. <laughs> that is such a dictator quote. I oh, love it. fuck yeah. That's like George Bush. <laughs> 
I actually really loved the one that they put for Abraham Lincoln. And it says, if I was really two-faced, why would I choose this one? And I thought, <laughs> I thought that was really good because he was such a fucking ugly man. He was a good vampire hunter, though. No, but so, it's pretty good. So, like, it's it's quite funny. And even building a modern art gallery, I had to show Tim because I thought he'd get a kick out of it. And you could set it so that the display was like a cube, and it, it it rates you on how confused the people were. And the more confused they are, the more they spend in the art gallery or something. So it's like they don't actually understand the art at all or what it means. That's fantastic. Yeah. It, it, it's full of little descriptions like that everywhere. Mm. Very meta. Very meta and quite timeless, I suppose. Excellent. Do it. Well, I just searched for it on EB Games because I want to buy it and they have very limited stock of new copies, 23 bucks. So if you go on their site, you can search for it and see if you'll a local store has it. Grab That's that shit. It. it is well worth that. Twenty three bucks. So I'm going to get that. Uh, we should would, probably would move on. Game of the year. Mm. I don't. Sorry, guys. Didn't come out this year, did it? <laughs> probably not. I don't think. I think it's no. actually a much older game because I don't know. Uh, discounts dropping like that don't happen for games to release the same year. It was probably a 2008 release. Well, let's record, um, what was it? Home 2011. There you go. It was last year. And, and Homefront dropped to like five bucks in the first yeah. six months. Fuck, did they give you five bucks with the game? Um, <laughs> they gave you a punch in the face for being an idiot and buying a fucking Homefront. Actually, I have to I say. I think that's what the $5 charge was for. The only other good thing that I really like in Tropico 4 is the soundtrack. Is the... Latin music. Yeah, it's great. Oh, do you get to do the rumba? (laughs) No, but... Samba, bossa nova, yeah, it's great. It has a real sense of place and you really feel like you're somewhere, you know, off the coast of Florida or something like that. It's just got that real feel to it. Yeah. Excellent, excellent. Speaking of um, Homefront... We might as well chop and change through this fucking agenda like crazy bastards. Um, THQ, let's just go into news for a second. THQ yes. went into Chapter 11 bankruptcy in like the last day or two. Poor bastards. I think. I, don't, I really don't feel sorry for them. Like it's unfortunate for the staff, but I just, they handle things really poorly. It was poor management. With the whole you draw thing, but I don't know if this is going to affect people as much as you might think, because basically at the moment they're looking for a, a venture capitalist company or something to purchase THQ's assets and licenses. This looks like a job for Activision. Yeah, just buy it EA. or something. Or EA. Yeah, yeah, EA or Activision. They, they would be better suited anyone. with EA, I reckon. Mm. But, but like, so. Yeah. But in an age where big business is becoming more risky, you know what I mean? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Didn't THQ do... Fuck all. What's that oh. shitty fucking Connect game? Steel Battalion? Yeah, that was THQ. That was THQ. Yeah, yeah that was. Because we didn't ask for it and they sent it to us. Yeah, good to see. They also <laughs> sent us WWE 13. Oh, fuck. What did, what did they which, expect? I mean, I played it. It was... A wrestling game, 
just screams bankruptcy. Mm. Saints Row 3 so, was a really good effort, but I don't think it was enough to... like. Well, it, Saints Row 3 is almost a boutique game in itself, so it's not really going to sell like hotcakes. I think Saints Row actually sold really, really well for them. Yeah, but... Darksiders 2 also sold pretty well, but again, not as much as they were hoping for because Darksiders 2, they put a lot behind that. But I don't think anything could have saved them. I think they were too far gone and they were just grasping for straws. Like, they've got South Park, The Stick of Truth. Apparently, that's still going to come out. Yeah, nah. Well, I mean, they the had their last ditch effort by, uh, you know, getting together with the Humble Bundle guys and they raised fucking five or ten million dollars or whatever it was. Yeah, and but they sold that went to all of their games. Stuff. Well, in, a lot of people in the sliders, you know, that on the when you buy a Humble Bundle, you put in your amount. Yeah. Um, I, would, I just gave all mine to THQ. <laughs> I, <laughs> well, bought it, it was, I was like, it come was on, either, THQ, yeah. I want you to live. It was Damn. either 50-50, really. You give it to charity, you give it to THQ. What's the difference? You know what? It went to the Child's Play charity, and I'm not going to be a dick about it, but Child's Play has heaps of people donating to them, and no one donates to THQ. That's <laughs> they right. fucking need it. <laughs> <laughs> I donate to I sick kids. Their children. Not a douchebag. I do donate to sick kids. <laughs> it says on this article, whatever happens, this is a quote from That's absolutely uh, ridiculous. Jason I'm Simmons. sorry. How could how could you even look at the comparison? Donate to sick children yeah, 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 who I know. are dying or our crippled business that couldn't be managed properly. Yeah, I know. It was poor management. Yeah, that's, that is even, that's even worse. Yeah. Like, exactly. It's like, much worse yeah, than just, sick they kids. Just, oh. <laughs> 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 they deserve it. I'm like, if you're going to put a slider on it, that's disgusting. No, well, it no, didn't that's have just how Humble Bundle yeah. operates. That's how the Humble oh, well, Bundle Humble Bundle, you're disgusting. <laughs> no, they have, the, they have the choice so that you can pay how much you want and then you decide how much will go to Humble Bundle to pay for you know, the operation of the site and all of that stuff and then how much will go to the charity and then how much will go well, to... Well, it should all go to the charity. That's what being humble's all about, isn't it? Well, they, they don't tell you how much to donate. I think... The the default is like majority to charity and then yeah, it's like about X amount to the company 60, and then 20, the, smallest, the smallest percentage to um, Humble Bundle because usually it's independent developers. So the idea is you can decide to say like, okay, I'm going to donate 10 bucks. I'll give 5 bucks to charity, 3 bucks to the devs since they built the fucking games and then 2 bucks to HumbleBundle.com or $1 to them and $4 to the dev or whatever. You know, so like I think generally people like that shit makes a lot of money for the charities, yeah, it and does. it's a really good way for independent developers to get their games out. I don't know why THQ did it, probably because they were like, "Fuck, we need all that we can get." Yeah. I think no, I think it was more about making the licenses available and then using it as a channel for charity. I think that's what they did, which is an admirable thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean. Anyway, yeah. so I've got this statement from um, THQ President Jason Rubin, and just I'm not going to read the whole fucking thing because that's boring. Did you uh, chat with him today? Cool. Yeah, totally. No, I'm reading it on some site. <laughs> it says, talk, it's talking about Stick of Truth, it says, whatever happens, the teams and products look likely to end up together and in good hands because they're like entering this sale process to try and sell THQ to a... Um, uh, what are they called? Clear Lake, something or other. Some, and he's like, I really hope they do because I'm going to be out on my fucking yacht. Clear Lake, 
Can't wait to get to the Bahamas so I can drive my fucking Ferraris around. Yeah, probably. Today, THQ announced that it has secured an investor, a private private equity firm named Clear Lake Capital Group, who is interested in purchasing most of what you think makes up THQ, which means like their major studios like Vigil and Relic and stuff like that. Anyway, then this one that I want to actually read says, whatever happens, the teams and products look likely to end up together and in good hands. That means you can still pre-order Metro Last Light, Company of Heroes 2 and South Park, The Stick of Truth. Our teams are still working on those titles as you read this and all other rumoured titles like the fourth Saints Row, the Homefront sequel and a lot more are also still in the works. <laughs> wow. They just don't know when to stop throwing money after fucking bad money, do they? No, they will. They Homefront is technically a, a successful... Watch your, watch your words. <laughs> it was financially successful, Homefront was. It sold like five or six million copies. Can you fucking believe that? Uh, yeah, because the trailer was fucking awesome. Mm. The game looked awesome. The game was not after, awesome. They after and everyone they returned it by it. Half price. They marketed the shit out of mm. it. They yeah. The well, when you, could, when you can go out and buy a brand new supposedly AAA title and play it in your fucking lunch break, you can take it back after work. That whole game was a fucking ten, ten game a score for it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Actually, you know what I find even funnier? Tim's game of score on Homefront is ten. He nice. didn't even finish the first bloody campaign chapter. <laughs> no, I didn't I didn't finish the first fucking firefight. It was retarded. <laughs> the way that it played was so horrible. I don't I, like I, without playing it again, it, it has to do with the dynamic of play and the way it handled movement and the handling of weapons. It just it was wrong. Everything about it was wrong, and I just didn't like the way the opening aped stuff that was being done of Call of Duty. I'm not precious about Call of Duty. I'm not a massive fan or anything, but come on, be original. It just, I re- just the whole thing totally put me off, and I was like, all right, screw this. Campaign's rubbish. We tried to play online. We had the community play date with... Um, with uh, Thumbpad. Thumbpad at the time, you know, and we just had server issues. And it booted the host yeah. at an at a internet cafe. And lag, <laughs> and, and it was just terrible. It, yeah. Mm. So it was I mean, you, you can't launch a game like that, especially really on the legs, uh, hoping for the legs of multiplayer and have it play like that. That's it's just, you just can't do it. Mm. I may have been they know that. When I said five to six million, I'm pretty sure it sold like two million. But that's still pretty successful for a game. A lot of games don't even sell two million. Like uh, a lot of the Sony exclusive titles, unfortunately. Because they marketed it well. Yeah, they did market it really well. This is going to kick the ass of Call of Duty and Battlefield and any other AAA you can get your hands on. And everyone went, holy shit, I want this game. And And they released these trailers that looked fantastic. And They had a bunch of soldiers at at E3 or something. They did like a march of soldiers. Yeah, they they did it well. And mm. I'm embarrassed for them. That they marketed like that, and then you get the game, and it's not. It's yeah. just shit. It, it's I'm still, I'm still so mm. cranky about that game, and it's been what two years. Two it annoys me that they fucking marketed because they marketed Darksiders two a little bit. Like there's still, I went to the airport to go to, when I was uh, coming home from the airport after I went to Sydney last week. And I saw a fucking billboard that said Darksiders 2, Death Lives, even though that game came out 
two or three months ago. Like they, yeah, they, they slow though. Yeah, but like they marketed it Been a there little a bit. While. Yeah, no, they did. It was on buses and... But if they'd have marketed it like they did with Homefront, that game might have been fucking more successful. And Darksiders 2 was an actual game worth fucking marketing. Not like Homefront, which was shit. (laughs) Darksiders 2 was a really well-made game, and it was fun. And it fucking didn't sell because no one gave a fuck about it. Same as a lot of good games out there, you know? Lots of games go under the radar, and they don't make it, and that's a fucking shame. I think so. there was a, a bit of an issue for me personally. I mean, I, I tried Darksiders a fucking multitude of times, mm. uh, the original one, and it never, it, it never really made an impact on me. And that's what I never was, I suppose, though. Yeah, and they put out this sequel, which I've heard really nothing but really good things about, but I just can't be fucked playing it because the first one. Never, yeah, left a never bad taste anything. in your mouth. Yeah, it's it's kind of the same, unfortunately, and I know a lot of people loved it, but um, Bioshock, the original Bioshock, when I played it, it just didn't, I never found what I need to find in the game to be able to keep playing. Um, and I tried a couple of times, and therefore I've never tried um, Bioshock 2 for the same reason. Um, and again, it was a fucking, apparently an amazing game. But I'll never ever know because I just don't give a shit. You'll be able to try it out in January because it's free on PlayStation Plus in January. Bioshock 2. There you go. I will. I just just picked up Bioshock 1 for PS3 today so that I can play it before Bioshock 2 because I haven't ever played Bioshock. And um, I'm hoping I enjoy it. I played it on PC for a little bit, but I don't know. First-person shooters aren't really my thing. I mean, I enjoy them, but... I don't know. Apparently, the game is good enough outside of the first-person side of it that I should enjoy it, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, we well, have anyway, an actual agenda. We got caught up on talking about THQ there, which yeah. sucks. Yeah, um, that is bad to see, but anyway. I want to quickly... Have you been playing anything, Luke? Um, it's been six, we- six weeks, five or six <laughs> weeks since we recorded last. <laughs> oh, well, that'll, that'll be two Our Fathers, five Hail Marys. <laughs> no, I've played uh, a little bit of Halo 4, um, and it's still Halo, so that's my review on that. Um, Halo is Halo. Yeah. Uh, I've been playing a lot like of one fun. of the best fucking games of the year. Uh, well, it's, it's a good game. It is a good game. I can't say that there's anything majorly wrong with it that I've come across anyway, but... Mm. It's it is Halo. I actually watched the Halo movie the other day. Um, can't remember what it's called now. Um, the, the one point, the, point down or whatever it's fucking called. Forward unto dawn. That's exactly what I said. Yep. Um, <laughs> I heard you. And, uh, <laughs> well, this microphone's got an echo in it. Um, no, it, I watched that and I thought that I'd get a little bit more excited about Halo, but it just I didn't. So anyway, that's my review of that as well. No, it was an okay movie. It was all right. Um, but more so probably uh, iOS stuff. Um, there's a shitload of stuff going on at the moment um, on the, the iPad, iPhone store, i iThing stores because um, it's coming mm. into Christmas. It's all the festive season. Every company is just 
selling shit or giving it away or whatever. Um, and whereas most games nowadays with the you know high res and the retinas and all that kind of stuff, um, all of those the, retinas. That's right. Um, a lot of the big games are being brought out at a price somewhere between about you know five and seven dollars, which the quality of games that are coming out now on the on the you know, uh, Apple devices, I suppose, and most of them on Google devices as well. But they are fucking good games. They're, mm. they're interesting. The controls have been really tightened up compared to what they used to be, um, and it's worth paying that. But when you know, I think there's been like about forty games just recently that have gone either free or um, or down to about a dollar, most of them, and I've just been fucking going mental. You got any that stand out to you? Or? Um, Telltale Games just had a, a sale over the last few days. Um, uh, Walking Telltale Dead. Games, yeah. Walking Dead, the first episode of Walking Dead is free, and it is fucking awesome. So, yeah, definitely. It's probably one of the games of the year. Yeah, we're going to mention that a little bit later. Yeah. Not that um, any of us have played it. I just bought the um, PS3 disc version on Amazon, oh, yeah. but nice. it's, it won't arrive until like January. So well, I've played through the first three yeah. on PC, not on the iPad, and yeah. apparently the iPad's really where it's at. Because I heard is- episode five is like ridiculously fucking amazing. The mm. final episode, so yeah, no, don't spoil it yeah. for me when you play it. Stab <laughs> in the neck. Definitely worth playing through. But EA's had a massive sale on recently as well. So, you know, there's um, uh, so many games. Borderlands just got released on uh, on the iPad. No shit. Um, the original one, yeah, I picked that up for a dollar. So it looks a bit more like a multiplayer kind of um, top-down kind of thing. Mm. Um, but you've got all the weaponry and all the special moves and all that kind of shit, but it's just not kind of that um, first-person view. Did the um, the Simpsons tapped out? Did that come out this year, or did it come out last year and then they pulled it and then they brought it out again? Was that this year or? I think it was all this year. I think it came out yeah. quite early in the year and then it disappeared for a few months. Because um, you played the shit out of that, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, I played probably a good forty, fifty hours, which is yeah. probably the most I've put into a game in a fucking long time. Um, and Uncharted, I suppose, on uh, on Vita as well. I played that just recently, but um, no, the yeah, tapped out was kind of fun. Um, but the amazing thing is now that they've completely stripped away any ability to gain the things you need for the game to play out how you need it to play out. Um, like you've got any other any other kind of building game like this, I suppose it's uh, you know, you've got your dollars that you can. Uh, accumulate throughout the game by you know, building things and you know, there's taxes on houses and all that other stuff. So you get money, but to build anything special from the Simpsons world, so you know, your, your tire fire, um, <laughs> bloody, all, all the... Um, Stairway to heaven. The... <laughs> Actually, no, that's not in it. should be. Uh, yeah, uh, it should it'll probably be. be like a special Christmas Day thing. Um, yeah, totally. <laughs> But anything like the big Springfield sign, there's um, you know the fucking labs and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, anything that's ever been in a special episode. Yeah, um, yeah. There's the volcano layer. Like there's so much that you can put in this game, but they've taken away any ability to earn the donuts. Is the currency that they use yeah. to 
buy these things. And so you have like, to buy them with ca- actual cash in game purchases. Right. Yeah, yeah. So you got to go, and it's fucking expensive. It's like, um, I think you get ten donuts for a dollar, um, and ten donuts can build you a standard-looking bench or a tree. That's fucking shit. Um, to buy anything that's actually worth anything, like a, um, a restaurant or anything like that that you want to put in the game from the Simpsons world is going to cost you 100 or 200 or 300 or 500 of these donuts. Yeah, which and, is 50 bucks, 30, Oh, 50 man, bucks. it's ridiculous. It's, I think it's 200 or 300 donuts for 110 real dollars. So what? Who, who the fuck is going to go what and pay $110? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. EA I mean, are fucking lining their wallets for the fucking yeah. slow months, which are never for EA. <laughs> that's right. So, I mean, that, that's just a massive rip, and I've given up on it now because, you know, I'm very slowly being drip-fed little things every now and again. Like, you know, I'll open up a, a new building or something, and then it takes 24 hours to build it, and it's all in real time. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I was getting, like, a, you know, I got Moe's Tavern just recently, and... It just didn't add anything to the game, and it took me fucking you know, days and days and days of continuous play um, to get this thing, and it's just not worth it. So I gave yeah. up. It's interesting. Um, There's a lot of games that that play like that. I was, mm. was going to say I heard uh, the other day that um, the War Z is going to charge for an instant respawn. Oh wow! Otherwise, you have to wait four hours to respawn. Ah, yeah. uh, you fucking serious? <laughs> I wonder how I mean, many people are going to keep playing that fucking game. It's already been a schmozzle already. Steam have already taken it down um, because I, I think one of the main images was actually a copy of um, The Walking Dead and it was just straight out plagiarism. Wow. Um, so it's, it's already off to a really shaky start Fantastic. as is. Good job. That's probably um, the picture I saw on that uh, Fuck Yeah Dilemma. Uh, not Dilemma, what's it called? Uh, fuck Yeah Dementia website. I think it's just fuckyeahdementia.com. Um, they took a photo of, if anyone watches The Walking Dead, they, they got um, themselves a prison and they tried to get all the, kill all the zombies in it and hold themselves up in this prison, probably one of the most protected places in the world. Um, and uh, when they got there, it was pristine. Like, all of the grass had been mowed. You know, there was really nice edges on everything. And it looked fucking amazing. And then this website just, like, posted these pictures everywhere and said, it's a fucking zombie plague. Who the fuck is doing your gardening? You know, Jim's yeah, mowers yeah. is out there doing yeah, it every week, yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. And um, the very next week in the, in the episode, um, they'd actually, with CG put in all these weeds everywhere and, like, clumps of grass and there was, like, you know, bits of dirt patches and shit like that. They actually did a good job, but um, it just made the show look like a joke. And you know, <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. That, uh, yeah, some, sometimes websites actually have the ability to change shit. Speaking of um, um, games, uh, the reason I mentioned Simpsons Tap Out, <laughs> Tap Out. <laughs> did you do that? Ages ago. Oh, yeah. Last um, episode. Double Fine, the guys who made Costume Quest and Brutal Legend and other games, they made their first iPad game, iOS game, called Middle Middle Manager of Justice, and yeah. it's it's like one of those games where you can you can do in-game purchases and stuff, but you can actually play the whole game without making any 
in-game purchases, which is nice. Yeah. And the idea is you play a manager, like a paper pusher, in a um, like a, a branch of Justice Corp. Cool. And you manage superheroes and like you'll see crimes pop up on the map and you have to send your, your superheroes that work for you to that. And, and yes, it's quite funny and fun. So <laughs> it's free. Middle Manager of Justice on iPad and iPhone. So well, get that if you like it. Speaking of iPhone and iPad games, there is also another game that I got that's new. On Well, I think it came out like two months ago, three months ago, September or October. Rayman Jungle Run. Yes. Which it's is, been pumped pretty hard on that yeah. page featured. The um, App Store have got it as like their game of the year. It's uh, it's basically Rayman Origins without having to control your dudes running, so he just runs automatically, and you can do the little bits and pieces. But obviously, it's um, you know the art style of Rayman Origins and everything, and it's super super fun. So yeah, my kids you, love it. They yeah. it's fun playing it. The game is fucking amazing. So get on board. There's also one more that I'd like to mention. I know we really want to get to these uh, yeah, in top games of the year, but... And also um, what I've been playing um, also <laughs> at some point. No. Um, Big Fish bring out a lot of those kind of hidden object games, and most of them are really, really shit. Boring, uh, yes. But they've brought, out, <laughs> they've brought out a Murder, She Wrote, and it's an actual Murder, She Wrote. Um, Does it have Angela Lansbury? Yeah. What, the point-and-click game? Yep. Yeah, I've and, got it. Oh, Really? Yeah. Yeah, I grabbed it the other day. I haven't played I it love, yet. I love all those games. Yeah. No, Murder, She Wrote is apparently quite good, and it's free at the moment too, but probably not when you hear this. Murder, She Wrote HD free. Fine. Yeah. There you go. And it I, does, does have Angela Lansbury on the icon. Yeah. That's about <laughs> as far as it goes, though. Excellent. <laughs> uh, right I've, I've been playing PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. Which, for those who are the uninitiated, it's um, Sony's answer to Super Smash Brothers on Nintendo. It's actually really, really fun. And if you have friends, which some of you might have, um, <laughs> it's really fun with friends to play. So do that. If, I have you, don't have, if you don't have friends, it's not that fun. If you don't have friends, you can play it online. And if you have a PS3 and a Vita, if you buy the PS3 version, you get the Vita version for free. If you've got a PS3 and a Vita? A Vita. Is that like a PlayStation? A Vita? A Madonna playing Vita, a Vita? Vita? Yeah, don't cry for me. Andrew Lloyd Webber? Don't cry for me, Argentina, a Vita? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, and by the way, did anybody read, uh, read just recently that the um, 3DS has just outsold PS3s in Japan? Did you read about that? Nineteen and a half million units sold, and it's been out for what a year and a half. And the PS3 has been out for six six and a half years. There you go. That's one fucking. No, it's true. I read it on the internet. Must be true. It's a fucking fact. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, I just I just googled it and it brought up a link to mynintendonews.com, so it's clearly legitimate. Yeah, exactly. No, it probably is. Who cares? <laughs> um, oh, I don't uh, know. Anyway. What was I saying? Oh, PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. If you have a Vita and you want it, I have a copy of it on uh, Vita card with an online pass. So email podcast at dropbowgaming.com and I'll give you it free. There you go. Competition. No strings that's attached. Com- that's the competition. <laughs> you have to email me. 
<laughs> if you don't email me, I'm giving it to Lucas. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, whatever. Uh, I've been playing that. I've also been playing Far Cry 3, which is really fun. Uh, it's, man, fucking way better than Far Cry 2. Even if you suck at video games like Lucas and can't get past the first level. <laughs> Fuck off, man. <laughs> um, what got, else have I been playing? It's got sharks and crocodiles. It does. You can punch sharks in the face. So, you know, that's cool to do. I've been playing Vanquish because I went to Sydney. Okay, so I went to Sydney for the EA Showcase, which was uh, a look at a bunch of the games that they're bringing out next year, EA, obviously. Otherwise, why would they call it the EA Showcase? <laughs> I played, uh, I'm just going to quickly run through this. I'm, yeah, SimCity, I played that. The new SimCity looks fucking awesome, plays really, really well. It won't run on my computer at all, which sucks because I fucking love it and I want to play the hell out of it. it. You can do curved roads instead of just straight roads. It blows my fucking mind. <laughs> but really, it's SimCity, and if you've played SimCity, you know how amazing it is and fun and awesome, and SimCity is great, so that comes out next year. Dead Space 3 I also played the single-player demo of. That was really, really fun because Dead Space is really, really fun, and you get was to... Was it dark? And Did you have headphones on and shit? No, it was fucking crowded with people, mm-hmm. and the volume was really low on the headphones. I was like, dude, turn it up. He turned it up. I was like, turn it up more. So I had it like cranking in my ears. So every time a monster jumped out, a necromorph jumped out at me, I was like, whoa. It's fucking loud. And um, really sweaty, nerdy. Yeah, yeah. So I was actually actually starting to get the kind of feel of playing Dead Space, even though I was surrounded by people because I had such a loud thing and I was leaning into the screen, getting square eyes, as you do when you're a true gamer. Um yeah, and then the next person who played after me fucking nearly blew their eardrums out. <laughs> Sucked in. Uh, I also played down there. Uh, yeah, Dead Space 3 looks really good. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I also played Crisis 3 multiplayer. Crisis 3, I never played Crisis 2, even though I have it. I'll get onto that, but it's pretty fun um, if you like Crisis. If you like first-person shooters, probably try out Crisis because it's fun. I played the, um, there's a hunter mode where two of the people on the multiplayer, like I think there was eight systems linked or online or whatever, two people played as hunters, which are aliens, and then the other six play as humans, and the humans have to try to hide from the hunters who are permanently cloaked, and the cloaked hunters have to try and kill all the humans within two minutes. And, um, yeah, it's pretty fun. If you die... As a human, you come back as a hunter as well. So then, you know, gets to the point where there's one human left against seven hunters. So it's pretty fun. Actually, that I um, played Zombie U just recently, the the two-player. On Wii U. On Wii U, yeah. That, that was kind of cool too. Like it was a, a top-down kind of um, thing on the, on the tablet and on the screen. Um, the player is actually like in survival mode and it's a... Uh, capture the flag thing mm. and as the zombie king you've got to drop all your zombies in places to either capture the flag or try and kill the dude it was good fun yeah different kind of way of gaming I didn't mind it yeah I'm pretty interested in zombie U but I don't know about buying a Wii U at the moment Just I might for it. Yeah. Yeah, they go for the, you know in the new year 
Mm. But um, Dead Space 3, oh, Fuse, the new game from Insomniac, who made Resistance and also, what else did they make? Oh, Ratchet and Clank. The Ratchet and Clank series was Insomniac, I believe. Uh, previously, this is their first multi-platform game. It's a squad-based shooter, up to four-player co-op, but if you're playing like two-player co-op or single-player, you can swap between characters. So there's four main characters that are playable, and if you are playing with one other person, you each get one, and then you can swap to the other two if you want. And each player has special weapons that use this stuff called Fuse to create interesting things like, for example... Uh, the tank guy, there's a tank character whose gun puts up a big shield and if you press a certain button configuration, he'll shoot this shield and it'll just sit there and then you can change weapons and shoot through the shield so your enemies can't hit you. And it's like a fucking, like, three metre wide shield, two, two metres high, so you're, like, safe behind it. But if you swap to another player and fire through that shield with their fuse weapon, it has, like, interesting effects. There's, um... There's a big tra- a few trailers and videos about it on the internet that explain it better, but it was really fucking fun playing it. Um, we had it, the setup was a four player co op, so um, yeah, it was really really fun. So I, I'm looking forward to that. That comes out in March. And Army of Two was going to be playable there, but it wasn't. So we ended up getting to see a playthrough of that as well. Army of Two: The Devil's Cartel. That's a new one. And that looks fucking, you know, really cool. I really enjoyed the, the previous two Army of Twos playing with my mate Corey because they're co-op games. There's not enough local co-op games, if you ask me. I reckon there should be more. Mm. Yeah, I agree. The, the, whole, the whole thing of actually sitting down with a friend in real life and playing a fucking game rather than doing it over a microphone mm. is kind of getting lost these days, and I... I think that's a perfect example of that is when FIFA they removed the couch mode from FIFA uh, in uh, 11 or was it the 12 version? Might have been the 12, 2012. Yeah, yeah, they removed that and it just destroyed it because you couldn't keep your stats. There was no point in playing a person in the same room on the same console or even linked. Yeah, but you still could. You just do an exhibition match and just have have one single game. Yeah, but there's no point, you know, because you've got running stats on the couch mode. Wasn't couch mode designed for if you had, like, more than two people so you could, like, alternate or...? Oh, you could. Yeah, you could do it. But if it was just, you know, two people, you could just log into your own account and then just play continuously. And just say, like, oh, you've won six games and I've only won one, so you need to stop playing in Spain, you fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's chill. Um, uh, so that was in, in Sydney last weekend. I did that. It was really, really fun. And the next day I went and visited the uh, the PR guys that do Metal Gear, the Metal Gear games, Mindscape, and I played Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, which is... Revengeance? Yeah, the most ridiculous name of a game for 2013 so far. But um, Well, this Dixier is getting worse. Mm. So... so yeah. it, I'm trying to rush through this. <laughs> sure. I'm trying to interrupt you. Sorry. But it was really awesome. I played the first three hours of the game, or two or three hours. It was fucking fun, man. It's not like any of the other Metal Gear games. It's not like Metal Gear Solid games because it's not all about stealth. It's an action game, hack and slash. 
uh, it has this special blade mode where you hold down a, a button and you can like flick the right stick to do different chop actions and it like goes in slow-mo and you can cut things up into like a thousand fucking pieces and you'd think that would get really boring but it's so fucking fun i spent literally like the whole fucking two hours i was playing everything i saw that i could cut up i was cutting the fuck out of and even to the point where like there's things in the environment that you can cut so that like you see a tree in front of you and you cut it and say you cut it like a diagonal cut across it so it'll fall down because everything's affected by gravity. If there's a monster, uh, an enemy standing next to it, it'll fall on top of their head and crush them and kill them. So you can, you know, there's some pretty interesting gameplay mechanics there. It's really fun, really fast-paced. It's by Platinum Games who made uh, Vanquish and Bayonetta, which I've heard that both games being used at... Comparisons to what Metal Gear Rising is. You must it, play those two games. Yeah, I um, I heard. You know, they said to me, it's a bit like Vanquish and Bayonetta mixed together. And so I was like, oh, okay. Never played either of them. So I started playing Vanquish yesterday because it's free on PlayStation Plus this month. And that game is so fucking fun. If you like action games, like third person shooter, hack and slash, it's super fun. It's pretty unique. Yeah. Try a demo. There should well, be a demo. If you have still PlayStation Plus, just get it. Or, well, yeah, or you could get it for freebies on PlayStation Plus. Yeah, but um, I really enjoyed it. It's really fast-paced and et cetera, et cetera. There's a lot of quick-time events in Metal Gear Rising. But, um, yeah, it's cool. It, it focuses on Raiden, who, if you've played Metal Gear Solid, you know the character Raiden. He's a guy. Um, I think that's pretty much what I've been playing. I mean, I finished Assassin's Creed 3 and Assassin's Creed Liberation, and I've started playing the God of War series because I never played any of them except for Chains of Olympus on the PSP because I'm not a true Sony fanboy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Game of the Year 2012, we've been playing a lot of games this year, and a lot came out, a lot of decent ones. And because we're running out of time, because we keep getting distracted talking about random things, uh, as we do. I hope you guys enjoy this, by the way. Um, we're going to pick one game each of retail and possibly one of a uh, downloadable game because I don't know about you guys, but I've got a retail game and a downloadable game that I want to say are fucking awesome. Um, Murder, I've, she wrote. Yeah, totally. I've got this big list of games here that I've put together and... A lot of them are worth mentioning, but they, you know, we're not going to get a consensus here because we're four we're four different people who play different games and we enjoy different things. But um, it, it goes without saying that some of the games that came out this year are worth a mention at least because they were just, you know, they're AAA games. They take a lot of effort to make them, and um, you know they should get recognition. So there's certain things like Far Cry Three, which I've been playing a little bit of. It's, you know, it's a really massive game. It's fun, much better than Far Cry 2, so whatever. That's, you know, Far Cry 3 is um, excellent. Sleeping Dogs was a, a game that kind of came out of, the, out of nowhere, I think, and a lot of people really enjoyed it because it's, it's kind of a GTA-style game where you weren't just shooting people the whole time. There was a lot of... Um, you know, it was set in Hong Kong, so there was a lot more gun control sort of stuff. 
Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning by um, the guys who obviously went bankrupt and had a lot of fucking legal dramas. Uh, that game was really, really, really fun and had a lot of, you know, it was, if you bought it, and if you haven't played it and you like RPGs, open world RPGs, you should check it out because it's really, I mean, it's it's open world, not like Skyrim, but it's, you know, it's kind of open, I guess. Not as open as Skyrim. Anyway, it's really fun. If you like RPGs, you should definitely check it out because it's really deep in lore. You know, they were setting up to build a world where they'd be able to put more games in it and obviously it didn't work out because of, you know, bad decisions here and there. And I Does guess it have magic? It has magic. Magic equals no. It's a fantasy <laughs> RPG. So. Sorry, I'm not... I'm actually you not... Like, you like spells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I know. I know. I played... Oh, fuck. I forgot to write Book of Spells on here. I played Wonder Book, Book of Spells. Guys? Yeah, and the book was shit. no, wasn't it? Uh, Computer it was... says no. No, I like spell spamming, but yeah, anyway. No, they, it's, to be fair, Kings of Amalur Reckoning had a really, really strong combat system. It had a, a combo, like a hack-and-slash-style combo system. And some really interesting weapons. It was an actually really fun game. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> it was just so much of it, and I like co-oping that sort of thing. Like, but anyway. But if you like single-player RPG games, yeah. check it out. Because check it out. Not to try it if you're into that kind of thing. If you like like fantasy worlds with lots of lore, because it is fucking heavy with lore, man. If you want to take the time to read everything, it's a really robust world. You know, so Crazy it's worth, shit. So it's worth your, for the game of the year stuff. Um, so what's your pick? What's my pick? Uh, Spec Ops The Line is my pick for retail. I mean, there's games like Assassin's Creed 3, which buggy, Mass Effect 3 was fun. I mean, I don't want to talk it down. Mass Effect 3 was really, really good. And, you know, despite all the fucking controversy over the ending, which was a bunch of shit about nothing because the ending was fine, stopping a bunch of pussies that are over-entitled, you fucks. <laughs> Damn. Um, but Spec Ops The Line really pushed... Um, it was just a game that had an effect on me that other games haven't had, In you know. When you play a game that actually makes you fucking think and... It has an emotional response from you, I guess. Look, like home <clears throat> I don't made me think it was a pile of shit, and I was really angry that I got it. Mm. Yeah, no, but like seriously, <laughs> what were you going to say, Tim? Look, it's not perfect, but I think it has been a very solid attempt and a very very good stepping stone and definitely worthy I think of of giving an honorific like game of the year because I mean a lot of the games in that list are sequels so they are more or less improving on or adding to established ideas now yes Spec Ops is still mechanically a shooter that's part of its problem but nevertheless I think it had content and and presented things that you don't see often in games or that are usually treated with a lot of subtlety. Like, even, I mean, I know everybody likes to bash Call of Duty, but, uh, you know, the, the in Modern Warfare, in the very first Modern Warfare in Call of Duty 4, 
the footage and and the remarks by your commander or whoever it is talking to you when you do the um, AC-130 mission is actually commentary about how detached it is to be killing people, you know, through a black and white uh, black and white camera and but it's just super subtle whereas spec ops just comes straight out and just shows you these horrors and they are horrors there's a lot of things in it that i enjoyed moments that made me uh i don't know they made me uncomfortable and i like that <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah <clears throat> no it's just like there's it yeah it pushes boundaries and a lot of games don't do that because they're too fucking pussy so that's the technical term. Yes. Now, my my second choice downloadable game, Journey, came out what in March. Yeah, it was pretty early. Yeah, um, Journey's just. Yep. You, you know, my my two picks, Spec Ops: The Line and Journey, are both because those are games that will leave lasting memories. I think. As opposed to a lot of the game, like a lot of the games, it's like, oh yeah, that was really fun, but in five years, am I going to remember that? Whereas there's there's moments in Spec Ops: The Line that I will not forget because they were fucked up, and there's moments in Journey. It was just an experience, and um, there's yeah. a lot to it. Our, our earlier review of it this year was was uh, pretty detailed. So, and yeah. there's there's a lot of writing about it if you don't want to play it. Um, so yeah, they, if you don't want to play it, come on. <laughs> it's cheap it's fucking doesn't even take you long to play it and you will not regret it it's packaged you- it's packaged with Papa and you at the moment isn't it or is it Unfinished uh, Swan that's- Unfinished Swan yeah by the time this goes up that's probably going to be over yeah. it's a two day deal at two the moment eight listeners but um yeah mm-hmm. uh, Journey you should definitely pick it up if you haven't played it because that game yeah game of the year even more than like any other game, Journey is my number one for 2012. Very good. So, Susie, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what are, what what are your picks or pick? Um, I'm just going to more or less. I mean, there's there's been a lot of games, and I'm, um, and they're on the site there, and you know, it's not to say that, you know, none of them weren't good or anything but for me and it probably will be a typical response but ultimately Call of Duty Black Ops 2 is my game of the year the reason why I'm going to pick that over the other ones I've got a few you know there's a few reasons um one not just because of the theme um of the story um following on from you know the Cold War era but um, also the uh, look, it was a pretty, it was a well polished game in the end. I had no no glitches at all while I was playing it. Uh, unlike say Borderlands Two, for example, that had the the badass rank problem, and um, what I thought was shitty PR from from Gearbox when it was all happening. They've now only just fixed it, but. It's been months, and yeah, that's um, pretty slack. It's taken too long, so that's. And I, I mean, I, look, I love Borderlands too, but it was broken, and that's a fact. So, the other thing with with uh, Black Ops Two is the fact that for a Call of Duty title, they did a few things that really um, changed the mold. 
And one thing that I was super impressed with um, is alternate events happen in the game depending on what you do. There's three different paths that you can take in the game that will unlock certain missions and that's something that's never existed. Um, the other thing is uh, being able to customise your loadout before you go into the mission and actually being able to set your weapon and attachments how you want it to be um, out of a fairly comprehensive list. So um, really good storytelling again, brilliant gameplay with no glitches. They really, I always think Treyarch pushed the boundaries a lot when they release a new Call of Duty and this is by far, I would say, the most um, ambitious Call of Duty release yet because they really did a few things different. So... That's why it's my call. Um, my call. <laughs> my, game of, my game of the year. Very good. Nice. That is that is suitable because you know they did they did a lot of different things and um, they yeah. did it. They did an interesting thing that ah oh, was it Battlefield Two on console on Xbox I think or or Battlefront the Star Wars one. Anyway, they sort of have this semi RTS thing where you can actually go in and control. The soldiers, or the or the little walking thing, or you could zoom out and do the whole RTS thing, and that was pretty cool, like and very seamless too. I was quite impressed seeing those bits. Yeah, the strike force missions that you do in between, uh, which are optional, but um, look, it gave you choices on who lives and who doesn't, and um, even how. And I've I've completed the playthrough twice, changing. Uh, the way I played twice and just seeing, um, you know, well, basically what the difference is, and it's seamless. It's so, it's just the QA on it was, was brilliant. So I haven't, I have not seen a game work that well on full release that has so many variables in it. Mm. Yeah. Kudos even, to Treyarch. Yeah, even games that don't have variables like that and have scripted um, scripted events, even sometimes that's not as good. I mean, look, I loved Medal of Honor Warfighter. I really enjoyed it. But in comparison, it was so, like, it wasn't perfect. But there is a huge difference between seeing a game that has AI that is slightly crouched, 10 metres up ahead of you and they're just sort of sitting ducks waiting mm. or AI and Call of Duty that is further up ahead but they're killing people. They're, they're running forward and doing things. They're not, they're not waiting for you. They're going to they're gonna keep basically moving. Like they will stop. I mean obviously they're not going to finish the mission for you but, you know, it, they're not going to sit there looking, you know, just crouched over. They're going around and doing things and they're not going to get stuck. So, very, very well done. And Treyarch love it. They, they love the community. They'll fix. They'll fix things. We've already seen in that time that um, they uh, originally on release they had Nuketown twenty four seven in the multiplayer playlist. The fans were upset, and it was it was basically put back on in a different game 
uh, game form. So it wasn't Nicktown 24-7, but it was a close quarters choice. Uh, And when they do the double XP weekends, like we just had one then, they bring back Mm. Nicktown 24-7. So it's more of a a novelty, not just sitting there the whole time. So they do listen to what people have to say. Yeah, that's excellent. It's good when, you know, with a game like that, you kind of need to have that kind of interaction with the fans and the players to um to to give the best experience, I suppose. But I mean, even and um, look, in all honesty, uh, Tim and I just recently uh, co-oped. We've started to co-op World at War, and even for a game that's you know a few years old, it's still quite good, and it's still quite good to play. Mm. But I guess the thing is, you know. We know this time of year, people are either going to be excited or they're going to show their absolute displeasure in what Call of Duty means to them. Because um, essentially, you're either, I mean, there's a few people that sort of go, yeah, it's all right. But people either are going to love it or they're going to hate it as yeah. far as what you hear. And, like, You've got to you've got to give them credit for putting those variables in there. Like it's never happened before where you could actually at least choose your your uh, you know what guns you're going to take into your mission. Whether you want an assault rifle, whether you want an SMG, um, whether you know you just you want to use a pistol. You yeah, can... just use a pistol and get a bunch of perks and things like that. Yeah, but you can even put, you know, what sights you want. You can put if you want a, you know, a laser sight or a red dot or, you know, anything you want up to three different, I think it's up to three different attachments um, and even the type of pistol you're taking. It doesn't matter because it's the campaign, really. I mean, but if there's a particular weapon that you enjoy using, then you can take it with you. It's pretty, mm. That's pretty decent. Yeah, Call of Duty. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. I, there it is. I, I played Black Ops Two, and like it gives, it drives me out the fucking wall, man. That game just drives me out the wall. But that's because I'm used to Battlefield Three, where you know the whole instant respawn of Call of Duty. I see the, um, you know, I see the attraction of it. But for me, I'm used to Battlefield Three, where it's like, okay, I die, I run up, I've got to, you know, I rethink my strategy. Whereas with Call of Duty. I die and respawn so quickly that I end up just thinking, you know, what fucking difference does it make if I use strategy or not? I'm just going to run in and fucking see if I can stab someone. But um, it's just you know, I, I can appreciate people who enjoy it. You know, it's you know, it's it, like anything. It's far. Like I guess I love the pace of it. I love how mm. fast it is. Um, and it's there's no is- downtime. Not really, no. There's, I mean, it's a little bit in hardcore, and they finally added Kill Confirmed to the hardcore playlist. Oh, Kill Confirmed is the fucking best mode in Call of Duty. Yeah, it's 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 pretty good. Um, I love that because I only, suck and I get points. <laughs> the only thing that I wish it did was, um, in fact, probably one of the few components of Modern Warfare Three that was impe- impressive in hardcore was. Um, Instead of friendly fire, they have ricochet. So if you shot your friendly, it, the bullets would actually come back onto you and so that you didn't actually get so many That's a good you know, idea. Uh, hate messages, I suppose. Mm. But then again, you know, I can see both sides of it. Um, there's one that's, okay, rather than it affecting another player, 
um, because, you know, ultimately if you've got a score streak going and your own teammate shoots you, it goes. So that's taken care of. However, you know, I think Treyarch is sort of looking at the idea of, okay, we're not going to keep holding your hand, learn some trigger discipline yeah. and think think about what you're doing rather than running in and just spraying everyone with bullets. Basically, so I see both sides to it, um, but it's it is a little bit tricky to to get back in that habit. And there are genuine accidents that happen. Like I put a bouncing Betty down, but it had a teammate in front of me, and it hit them, and they lost health for it. <laughs> I was, <laughs> but um, it's still it's still quite good, and I'm looking forward to them hopefully adding some more game modes to it. I'm sure they will mm. over time. Um, Tim, what is your pick for uh, Game of the Year? Right. So my criteria is a little bit different to most people's. How about um, you? Well, no. I'm, if we get to choose two, I'm choosing Journey and Papo and Yo. Oh, uh, hell yeah. As, as the you're most... Cheating. You're picking two downloadable games. Yep. Um, real quick... You know so... what they need to do? Oh, sorry, I'm interrupting you. They need to put... <laughs> They need to put Journey on a disc. It, it is, is on, on a disc. disc. Yeah. It is on a disc? Yep. Yeah. Well, we, there you go. All of that game company's games are on a Journey special edition. and you get Oh, yeah. They brought out a, like a trilogy disc. Yeah. And, That's um, fucking awesome. Commentary and some videos and stuff, which is good. Um, quick summary as to why uh, both downloadable games, which is important from a play philosophy, marketing, pricing, distribution point. So there's all sorts of really interesting things happening there. Um, you know, from a business and a play perspective. And just in terms of, similar to your reasoning behind Spec Ops in that it really does things quite differently that many games don't. Journey and Papo and Yo, both in their content and in the execution mechanically of their themes uh, are, you know, really unique and quite mature. Both of them are extremely mature Journey obviously deals with things in abstracts, which appeals to me greatly. And Papo and Yo deals with, you know, a really, um, a very real sociological issue in a very intimate way. Uh, so that that's that's my poison. You know, I love mm. it. Um, Unfinished Swan, I adored, but um, not to say, uh, not being too critical, if I say it was a little bit underdeveloped. It, it's beautiful for what it is. I'm, I'm, I, I've played it a couple of times, and I think I'll always revisit it. It's gorgeous and wonderful, and the aspect of play is there. But Journey and Papo and Yo take it into the you know, a philosophical realm that Unfinished One mm. um, probably doesn't. It does to a certain degree, but um, look, it's their first game. I'm sure that that wonderful things are coming from Giant Sparrow. So. Look, if I had to pick one, it would be Journey, just because of the the uh, choices, design choices made in multiplayer, um, lack of communication, and what. Yeah. Oh man, it's so good. Yeah. So it's uh, so good. We've talked about it so much in previous yeah. episodes. So if you, oh man, just yeah. get it, guys. <laughs> get Come it. on, just fucking get it. Over to you, Luke. All right. Um... Angry Birds. <laughs> oh, no, that's cool. No, and I wouldn't even say that. I wouldn't even, you know. Angry Birds Star Wars yeah, is really Star fucking Wars. awesome. It is pretty fun. It is fucking cool. <laughs> uh, I would have to probably stay on that platform, though, and say one of the best games I've played all year would be The Walking Dead. Hell yeah. Um, that game on the iPad is is just amazing. It really is. If you can sit there with a pair of headphones on and just play it, 
um, you get the full you know, the full drawing into the game, which not a lot of games can do that. But because it's on the iPad, it's right in front of you, obviously. It has to be within touch to play it. So it's always going to be within a meter of your face, basically. Um, it, it, it's just perfect, absolutely perfect. And they did such a good job of that. Um, not as good on the PC. Uh, I don't know what's missing. I think it's the ability to interact with it. Um, it's just different. It's a little bit more uh, distanced because of that. Mm, yeah, um, I see what you mean. It probably would, would suit... Um Oh, the it's, iPad it's amazing. amazing. There's yeah. things in it that like time, um, time affected decisions you have to make. Like you, you have, you, it's like make a decision right now. Yeah. Or you're yeah, fucked. You do. Yeah. And on PC, you can alt tab. Well, you can, yeah, but you know. You, Whereas on the iPad, I, I like you, you don't can't have that choice. Yeah. You fucking but, better make a decision, the, dude. There's some of the parts that uh, people are going to disagree with me because of um, – uh, it's just you, know, you, you get given the options as in a lot of games nowadays to choose your path, whether you want to be nice or whether you want to be an asshole, do the right thing or just do the wrong thing to get you know, different reactions. Um, and the effects all travel across like all five episodes. So Yeah, they do. Actually, there's they a do. lot of replay value there. Well, the unfortunate part is it doesn't particularly change the storyline too much. Um, You can play through it in one and, you know, they, uh, I guess because the availability of storage is limited um, on on the iPad, particularly anyway, um, they they couldn't really make the game in a lot of different ways. Mm. Um, So it is very much the same kind of uh, thing that you're going to come across throughout the game um, and it's just little reactions that you get it as a different thing like somebody will be pissed off instead of happy um, and it might affect things later down the track but it it's not grand which it would have been nice to have that included but apart from that fucking fantastic game and you know, mm. seriously for 20 bucks you've got um, you know, probably a good you know, maybe even fifteen hours of gameplay over the over the five of them. Yeah, uh, and possibly even a bit more. That may seem <laughs> expensive for for iOS games, but seriously, the quality like everywhere there. I'm seeing people saying Walking Dead is my game of the year. Like Walking Dead, Walking Dead, Walking Dead. Yeah. So, so that's like definitely said, yeah, my downloadable. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd say. Um, there's been a couple of big ones as well, I suppose on. Uh, on you know, retail side, um, you know, I'm not a, a huge fan of them, but I don't mind a racing game. There's been some big ones this year. Um, again, because of the nature of those kind of games, a lot of them are just remakes. So they're just polishes on top of polishes on top of polishes. Mm. Um, but they're getting good. You know, the the physics are, are getting better. So I guess you know that's across most sports games, I suppose. Mm. Um, FIFA 13. But, yeah, FIFA 13 was. Good, maybe it was a bit buggy. Though. Yeah. yeah, buggy, which sucked. Did you play Forza Horizon or? Um, I played it for a little bit at um, at a friend's house, but yeah, just I don't know. It, so, it was very very similar. <clears throat> so, do you have any 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 particular games from the retail list? Um, not really. I haven't really been drawn to a lot of big games this year. No, that's um, fine. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I haven't really uh, played 
the console all that much. Um, and well, it's that, like Tim mentioned, you know, yeah. most of them are most of them are sequels. Mm. You know, there's not a lot of new IPs. I mean, there was some Lollipop Chainsaw, Spec Ops: The Line, X. I mean, XCOM even was kind of a sequel. Yeah, XCOM yeah. is, is definitely um, you know a, a polished reproduction of a very old game. Man, that game is awesome though. If you like turn-based strategy games, shooters like turn-based shooter, whatever. Like, how do you even define that? It's fucking awesome. <laughs> that game is. It, it wasn't even that underrated, you know. Like it, it got a, it got pretty good acclaim. XCOM. It was popular in its day too. So I'm, mm. I'm sort of. That's one of the old games that came back. Like, oh, it's not my sort of thing, and I'd never play it. But I'm actually glad it did, and it was successful, mm. um, and wasn't. Uh, oh, it's been remade, and yeah, it's either our love for it actually mm. has waned, or it wasn't executed well enough. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad they, about that. The guys yeah. at Firaxis did a really good job with um with bringing it into the new generation. I think so. Yeah. Excellent. If anything, I'd probably, I'd just for the amount of time I put into it, because I really wanted to finish this game, not because it was good, but I just wanted to put a lid on it, um, would have been Diablo 3, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. It was an okay game. It was good to have a storyline that, uh, you know, has been steeped in uh, in history, I suppose, mm. <laughs> looking at how long the games have been around for. Yeah. Um, oh, there's a big gap between Diablo yeah. 3 and 3. Sure. Yeah, and I think just from the the grand scale of it, it was it was okay. But I, I probably would just say just for the amount of time I did put into it, because I was pretty determined to get that one done. Mm. Yeah. Well, there's you know there's a couple other games. Don't want to go into them, but um, Fez on the on the XBLA that was definitely worth a mention because that. That was a game that, you know, it's developed by like two or three dudes and it did something very different. So, I mean, honourable mention for Fez, I think. Yeah. Um, Even though it was a little bit buggy, but, I mean, it was fucking three-man crew and Microsoft does charge a redonkulous amount for updates and patches. So don't want to go into that because there was a two-sided battle there. But um, Tales from Space, uh, you got, sorry. No, 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 keep going. Uh, Tales from Space, Mutant Blobs Attack. Not, I don't want to ignore the Vita completely. The um, the Vita had some actually really good games. You know, there's a lot of people saying, "Oh, there's no good games for the Vita." There's actually a lot. I have like 40 games on my Vita, and most of them are decent. They're not like standout amazing games, but they're good enough. Like you know, it's a game. Like Resistance was a fucking disaster, and don't even. I didn't even get Call of Duty Black Ops Two Declassified because just fuck six months in development. Fuck, what are you doing? But um, Tales from Space: Mutant Blobs Attack was a PSN game that you could get for the Vita, and it just utilized the Vita really well, and it was really a perfect game for it. Um, also. Little Big Planet Vita was worth a mention as well because, like, Little Big Planet is awesome and they made really good use of the Vita controls as well. Um, Gravity Rush, I really fucking enjoyed on the Vita as well. So, you know, uh, you know, honorable mentions for those ones. And, like I mentioned before, Lollipop Chainsaw, I actually think that game was really majorly underrated. Oh, yeah. Um, but it was only going to tap into a, a yeah. certain type of audience. It was yeah. it was not going to please everybody. 
Like even looking at the box art, people would look at it and go, oh, that's this type of game. But, you know, I was reading the game. In, the latest game informer has a bunch of game of the year stuff and it has, you know, the biggest dorks in games. They always games. steal our, our ideas. Yeah, those fuckers. <laughs> uh, no, they have a, they have a, you know best villains in the games, best heroes, best blah blah blah. And one of the sections is best dorks or the top ten dorks in games. Yeah. And one of the dorks they mention is the guy Nick, I think, the headless guy. Yeah. Or the the no, bodiless, bodiless head. Guy. <laughs> yeah, he's the head that hangs on a on a skirt. And they're like, oh, you know. He's such a loser, you know, hanging there being a wet blanket the whole game when all you want to do is carve up zombies with a chainsaw. And it's like, I think you may have missed some nuances yeah. in that game, guy. Because, <laughs> fuck, man. You know. So I, yeah. I get frustrated a lot of the time reading some of the product that comes out of there. And I, every time they have the recruiting articles in Game Informer, I'm so tempted to apply and really clean house on articles that are published. That's just oh, that's just embarrassing. Yeah, it's like saying, "Oh, Journey's boring because you can't even talk to the guys you're playing with." What kind of shitty game is that? Yeah, yeah. Like you're completely missing the point of the game. Lollipop Chainsaw is, it has a lot of subtext and the character Nick plays a very important role in a major subtext about the sexism in gaming so or not sexism in gaming but like sexism in general yeah you know that was a good game sexism in general (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it was this year though so that's us (laughs) this has been a a really long episode and I hope you've enjoyed it uh we're going to finish it at that, but I just want to, in closing, uh, I'd like to say, you know, 2012, it's been it's been a bit up and down for Drop Bear Gaming, and I'd like to say that we appreciate all our listeners and the people who read our comments and uh, read our content and, and leave comments on it and send emails and stuff like that, uh, and leave comments on Facebook and stuff like that. We really appreciate it, sending us tweets and things like that. So thanks for uh, being with us from... I, I assume I'm talking for all of us right now. Yes? Yeah, why not? Hell yeah. Not for me. I no. just want to say sorry for speaking shit so much. <laughs> You've barely been on. Yeah, you <laughs> fucker. And that was the reason they fucking kicked me off. But I, oh. I fought my way back. <laughs> no, I cleaned up my act. Please come back. <laughs> I didn't interrupt. Shut up. My turn. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, uh, yeah, thanks for sticking with us, guys. We really appreciate it. We're looking forward to bringing you some new... Sh- uh, well, more episodes of the podcast in 2013 and some content on the site. Um, we wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. <laughs> um, Where's the jingle, the melody? Sorry, guys. Um, if you'd like to give us a Christmas present, which you can, <laughs> just leave us a review on our iTunes. That'd be great. And, um, and if you have friends that are into gaming, tell them about the show and hey. get them to listen. If you have friends who have no idea about gaming, just tell them to give us a review. <laughs> review, yeah. Tell them, yeah to tell, tell them it's about a game that Australians play with koalas. Yeah. It's an totally. ARG, but with real koalas. Yeah. And no, smartphones. Tell- it's going to be all the rage. <laughs> Actually, why did I mention that? That's my entrepreneur fucking capital venture plan. Uh, we can cut that. <laughs> um. uh, so... Yeah. For all our UK listeners, every citizen, about us. every citizen in Australia owns a koala. The government gives them to us.
It's true. Yeah. We also have kangaroos for safety reasons. I got <laughs> for burgers. I, I didn't like the kangaroo. <laughs> yeah, they get big when they grow up, man. Especially the red ones, red kangaroos. They're fuck big. Yeah. Um, we use them as bouncers right. on the cheap for our nightclubs. Kangaroos bounce clubs. Yeah, I'd rather have a wallaby. They're a bit cuter. Kangaroos just bounce. They're the best. <laughs> I was waiting for that. Thank you. Take, thanks, Luke. I really appreciate that. I'm yeah. not going to go past, man. Fucking hell. <laughs> no, man. So uh, stay safe over the holidays, and we'll see you in a couple of weeks. When we come back, we're going to talk about things, as we do. One of the things is going to be our favorite moments and stuff from getting for 2012. So, um, you know... Hopefully, like I said, you don't die tomorrow. It's it's fucking eleven twenty p.m. on the twentieth right now. So in forty minutes, we could all be fucking dead. Well, technically not because of where the timeline was and the mines lived and all that kind of shit. So we're about probably twelve hours away. Mines didn't know much. Hang on, that means that like everyone in New Zealand's already dead. Well, well yeah, that's why oh, we haven't heard from that, them. They don't say whether it's going to end at the start of the day or the end of the day. That's the interesting thing because we're in Australia. We're going to get through Friday and think, oh, it's all good. We all survived. But America hasn't hit Friday yet. Mm. So, And the other thing is as well. Yeah, exactly. Well, the other thing is as well, they didn't actually say the world was going to end. They said no. that we will get catastrophic information on this day. Are you so, sure that's what they said? Yep. That's what the minds actually said. They said catastrophic information. Yeah, man. Fuck, why not? I, yeah. Well, it probably sounded more like... But who knows? <laughs> Fuck, man. You want to split hairs? Shit. Uh, yeah, no, totally. Um, <laughs> I'm out to go and get that fucking phone booth from uh, Bill and Ted. Go back and visit someone. Bring back Napoleon. Come <laughs> <laughs> on, scream. Yeah. Get Beethoven to get kicked out of the fucking... Oh, no, Genghis Khan to get kicked out of the sports the store. sports store, yeah. <laughs> Using a baseball bat. Holy fuck. Bring, <laughs> bring back <laughs> young Keanu Reeves and the other guy whose name nobody remembers. Um, but <laughs> I know his name. He's a guy. He did a thing. I think he was like a director after that. <laughs> Something. All righty. Anyway, leave this show. The show is really awesome, guys. So leave a review. <laughs> tell your friends about us. Yeah, tell them. It's yeah. Cheers. Goodbye. Bye. Ow. Bye. Get a bear up, yeah.